Hi, welcome to you, me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Full House. Full House was created by Jeff Franklin and premiered on September 22nd, 1987. It aired for eight seasons on ABC and all eight seasons are streaming on Hulu. The pilot episode is titled Our Very First Show. I'm going to go ahead and start off by reading the Hulu description. Comedian Bob Saget stars in this heartfelt comedy series as Danny, a widowed father raising three young daughters with the help of his rebel brother-in-law, John Stamos, and offbeat best bud, Dave Coulier. Living under one roof, these friends experience the trials of parenthood along with their fair share of laughs and life lessons. It's interesting that the Hula description begins with comedian Bob Saget because he almost wasn't in this show. They filmed a pilot with a different actor entirely. Um, And we've seen that pilot because it's on the DVD. And it's crazy how much of a difference changing that one actor made. Yeah, it feels like a completely different show. So we'll get into that a little Mm -hmm. bit further on. But yeah, just keep that in mind. This whole pilot exists with a different actor in the lead role. Yep. But hey, let's talk about some of the actors that are in it. So this show, you've got Bob Saget as Danny Tanner. Mm -hmm. You've got John Stamos as Jesse Katsopoulos. Dave mm-hmm. Coulier as Joey Gladstone, Candace Cameron as DJ Tanner, Jody Sweden as Stephanie Tanner, and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as Michelle Tanner. And everybody does just a phenomenal job. They really do. When, you know, when I was Even a kid... Even the kids. They, they really do, actually, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, though, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, whenever I'd see in the opening credits, I kind of thought it was just one person. I thought it was Mary-Kate, Ashley Olsen. Huh. I didn't know. You when I was a little kid. You familiar with all the billions of movies about the Olsons? Well, I've watched this at a young age. These all these right. kids are our age. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Even though they always looked very, very small. I thought they were always <laughs> yeah. younger than me, but they're like just a couple months older than me and a couple months younger than you. No, other way around. Something like that. A couple months older than me, a couple months younger than you. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'm younger than you is what I want to get across here. Oh, I wasn't sure how that all worked. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, let's talk about Full House. So kind of the way this show kind of came to be. So Jeff Franklin, the creator, he'd worked on some other shows, Laverne and Shirley, Bosom Buddies. Um, Mm -hmm. And he pitched this show to ABC called House of Comics, Mm -hmm. which featured three stand-up comedians living together. Mm -hmm. No kids, just Just, just comics. Just three comics living together. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a really 80s TV show. Yeah, it really does. I don't think it would have had quite the same impact, probably. No, and um, ABC, before he pitched this idea, he heard that ABC was really looking to develop more of a family show. So he decided to tweak his idea a little bit. Yeah, and they added some children, and that eventually became Full House. Yeah, and he also switched the careers because he felt like once it was like three guys raising kids, he felt like they didn't all need to be comedians anymore at that point. So just one of them is a comedian, and then one of them's a musician, and one of them is a TV host. Yeah, he's like a sports reporter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's funny, too, Dave Coulier, uh, Joey, is the comedian and when we were like watching with the television commentary with the dvd commentary on and they mm-hmm. mentioned like oh they did keep one character being a comedian i was like which one's a comedian it's Bob <laughs> and it's like oh it's dave coulier yeah. okay because <laughs> he's not the funniest one. <laughs> he's definitely not the funniest uh, a lot of his jokes i don't know if they were good back then i do remember liking the character when i was a kid but he's just so goofy he does a lot of bullwinkle impressions yeah. throughout it's not it's necessarily very, like, 1980s like hacky comedian yeah that, that's the vibe you get from Joey Gladstone and like yeah. children's TV host kind of comedian uh-huh. which I think he does eventually do some kind of children's TV thing at one yeah. point in the series although everybody including 
him they all have good like comedic timing and everything everything's working on the show yeah they really do Mm -hmm. you know we were talking about how they cast somebody else originally jeff franklin originally wanted either bob saget or paul riser Mm -hmm. for the role yeah and i could see paul riser in the role i think i mean i think bob saget is perfect but paul riser would have been a decent choice i think yeah paul riser you know he's in mad about you mm-hmm. he's in my two dads which is the job that he ended up taking instead of full house yeah which is also a fun show it doesn't have quite the staying power of full house but i used to enjoy it i never really watched it it stars um dana from step by step i don't know what that actress's name oh, is yeah. but she's the the girl with the two dads oh, okay yeah. all right mm-hmm. i like step by step yeah we've talked about step by step on the podcast before step by step day by day day by day <laughs> <laughs> speaking of step by step this show, Full House, was part of the original TGIF lineup as mm-hmm. well, which launched in 1989. So Full House came out in 87, but when TGIF launched, that was you know one of the original four. Yeah, and we were talking earlier about how like when we were little kids, TGIF was really something to look forward to. Like I think that was kind of a universal experience for kids is like on Friday nights, there would be this fun lineup of kids shows on TV to look forward to. And now with like streaming and not everybody has cable anymore i don't think kids really have that same experience i I mean they can watch whatever they want whenever they want but it's you kind of lose something in that there's nothing to really get excited for well let's create that for our child so that he doesn't he doesn't know any better he can only watch his favorite shows once a week well yeah no well (laughs) he can watch our favorite shows from the mid 90s once once a week (laughs) he will love that yep because all sure. these shows, all the TGIF shows, for the most part, I believe, are on Hulu. So yeah, you can make uh-huh. it happen. And uh, that original lineup of TGIF, by the way, was uh, Full House. After Full House was Family Matters and then Perfect Strangers. And then a show called Just the Ten of Us, which I think was a Growing Pain spinoff. I've never seen that show. Mm-hmm. But that was like the the earliest TGIF. Yeah, Not my favorite TGIF incarnation. What's your favorite TGIF lineup? Oh, man. I mean, Full House is probably my favorite of the shows that was on on TJF. Although I really remember watching it on Tuesdays. I think it later it moved yeah, to Tuesdays. Yeah, I watched Full House on Tuesdays. So. I don't even associate it with TJF. My favorite TJF lineup, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Get some Steve Urkel in there. Mm-hmm. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, a step classic. Step by Step. Mm-hmm. And then Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, that's good. That's my lineup. There's always like a fourth one that is less you know, popular yeah, than yeah. the rest. But that's my lineup there. Mm-hmm. Pre-Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, definitely. Pre-Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Pre-Two of a Kind. Oh, yeah. Hey, Two of a Kind. Which, uh, also starred the Olsen twins many years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that many years later. It was like 98, 99. I mean. Well, but they were little it, Yeah, it was like a year or so after, the, uh, after Full House went yeah. off the air. So anyways, let's get back to why we're here. And that's mm-hmm. Full House. Should we start off talking about the episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, hey, it opens up. Well, first it opens up with the, the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this is one of the best. It's a classic. Although I don't know, or I, I guess, guess I know now I know all the lyrics. Yeah. But I don't think I knew at the time, because I think we talked about this when we did the Wonder Years. Like, it's got a classic theme song, but the words are kind of slurred, and I couldn't totally tell what they were saying. I have the same reaction to the Full House theme song. I couldn't tell all the lyrics at the time. I don't think I know all the lyrics, <laughs> but in this first episode you get that extended version too so there's even more going on but you know we could talk about the lyrics a little bit i don't have them in front of me right now but they are very kind of sad because the Uh premise of this show is pretty sad it's sad it's dark we talked last week about arrested development and how that all rested on um the story of a guy who's recently lost his wife and a kid who's recently lost his mom and that's what we've got here danny tanner has just lost his wife yeah Uh, 
three kids, including a, like a six-month-old baby, have lost their mom, I think, to a car accident. I believe it's to a drunk driver. Yeah, oh, yeah. a car accident uh-huh. uh, involving a drunk driver. And so it's very dark. And, you know, those lyrics are kind of like, you know, when it seems like everything is bad, uh-huh. you know, just, you know, look around and, you know, everywhere you look, you know, mm-hmm. and there's there's someone there for you. So yeah. it's, you know, finding that those moments of, mm-hmm. of hope. This is a heartwarming show. It actually really is. You know, is. this show kind of has that cliche or kind of um kind of cheesy. cheesy yeah yeah but watching it now at least mm-hmm. watching just this pilot episode i'm sure like you watch every episode and it's like oh my god do we have to learn mm-hmm. a lesson every single time yes but yes you do you really do you don't need a very special episode to learn a very special lesson that's true but this one <laughs> you know we'll talk about it when we get to the end it's it's kind of intense and, yeah. and I thought it was done really well, but there's shows mm-hmm. today. We talked about other shows, you know, like family kind of sitcoms that are out today, like the Goldbergs and things mm-hmm. like that. But the Goldbergs always hit you with that, that lesson at the end too. So, you know, this sort yeah. of tradition of learning a lesson in each episode is definitely not something that has gone away completely. Right. So. And, and Full House does a good job of getting that heartwarming feel to each episode and making it a a learning experience but also making it funny i think so I mean, yeah. it's not like this is the most hilarious show ever but they do a good job of keeping it high in jokes and there's some good like slapstick even right yeah this is a show too like so if you're listening to the podcast and it's like oh full house that's not really you know that's maybe a show people watched when i was a kid or maybe you watched it as a kid mm-hmm. if you go back and watch it it's funnier than you remember because yeah. I, I was watching it and i was i mean it's not like a edgy you know comedy of any sort like that no, but it, but it holds up it definitely holds up there mm-hmm. there's there's humor in there and it, it is funny it's probably better too in the first few seasons before it focuses more on the children and becomes right. almost more of a kid's show right I, yeah I, I don't know if we want to talk about the series finale but we'll talk about that maybe later but it's kind of dark <laughs> <laughs> it's the series it's, finale it's a little dark but it's yeah. it ends up happy but it's just it's dumb. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is dumb. <laughs> so we'll talk about that more later if we get to it. But um, let's talk more about that opening sequence. One fun mm-hmm. fact about the opening sequence there, you'll see shots of San Francisco and you see and the, the iconic cast. in the cast and you see the iconic uh, shot of the houses there in San mm-hmm. Francisco. Those They're painted ladies. Painted ladies. Yes. I have I'm no not, idea. I'm not making that up. I like, believe I'm you. you the Google image search right now. <laughs> I believe you. That's really what comes up when you search painted ladies? Yes, it is. Oh, and with San Francisco. I was, I thought I would assume it would be just pictures of women that were covered in paints so to clear your search history after that one. Anyways, let's get into the episode. So after that opening sequence there, we see uh, Danny Tanner's mother mm-hmm. kind of he's he's I guess he's rushing her out of the house because she's been staying with the family since Pam died, since Danny Tanner's uh, wife died. And she's been taking care of things, but she's on her way out. She doesn't want to leave. She's with, you know, with the kids. Uh, She's been taking care of the kids and they don't want to see her go and that sort of thing. And they've got Uncle Jesse, Pam's brother, and Danny's good friend, Joey. I think they were college roommates. College roommates. Danny and Joey. And they were going to be coming to to stay with them to kind of help out. And I don't know if they just didn't have a place to live either. It sounds sounded like, that way. It sounds like at least Joey didn't necessarily have a place to live. Right. And then Jesse, you know, it sounds like he probably wanted to help things out, obviously. Yeah. But maybe yeah, he's but a little bit of a... Yeah, nice of these guys who I think are in like their mid-20s or early 30s. I think... I think at least Jesse's supposed to be like 25. I would imagine they're just in their mid-20s. But, you know, sometimes when you're in your mid-20s, you're just, you know, if you're not married, you don't have a lot going on. Sure, I'll go live with some guy who's got this nice house in San Francisco. Yeah, but you've also got to take care of these three kids. 
I mean, I that's, don't think that's yeah, but, a commitment. Yeah, I don't think they knew what they were getting into, though. That's true. I think yeah. they probably just thought, okay, whatever, I'll help out. Mm-hmm. You're the dad. You'll probably know what's going on. Yeah. Which it is weird. You mentioned they were in their 20s or whatever. Bob Saget or mm-hmm. Danny Tanner is supposed to be 29 in this first season because he turns Are 30. He turns 30 midway through the uh, through the season. <laughs> He's supposed to be several years younger than us. Yeah. Yes. He seems so I old. I don't feel good about that. I know. <laughs> he does. He does feel old. Well, no, we don't dress that way either. I mean, <laughs> I feel don't. like I'm closer in age to Uncle Jesse, and we kind of have a similar yeah. look at times. I would, yeah, I would say Uncle Jesse is exactly my type of guy, and so are you. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I've always thought I was sort similar. of a mix between the three, I guess, archetypes. Is that the right word? Probably. Uh-huh. Um, whereas you've got Danny, who's sort of the neat freak. Oh yeah, that that's sort of you thing. too, and and tall. And You're tall. very tall. And then mm-hmm. Joey, who's like the comedian, and then you've got Jesse, who's like the cool guy. Do you think that's why we fell in love? Because I was like a big Full House fan as a child. Hey. And now you're like these three guys rolling into one. It could be. Although when I was thinking about it too, I think I might just be more like Uncle Jesse because mm-hmm. he's actually really funny too. The character yeah, is really funny. Is. So I think uh, you know I, yeah, I compare myself he's to him. Really. Um, has strong feelings about his hair. You're that way too. I do have strong feelings about my hair. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. So hey, let's talk about Uncle Jesse though. He's got uh, he when he comes in, he's carrying a guitar and he's carrying a motorcycle helmet, mm-hmm. and he's like he's all hyped up. He's very excited because let me read this quote of what he says here. <laughs> he says, "Well, he's out. I guess he's in Reno. He uh-huh. he was just driving on his motorcycle, ended up in Reno, and he he says, uh, I think he goes to a casino or something. He says, and I see this incredible showgirl Vanessa. Right, our eyes meet." And then Danny looks at the girls, concerned as to what they might be hearing. And then he goes, ba-boom, this lightning bolt of passion shoots across the casino. Turns out Vanessa is on her way to the Philippines to do a Bob Hope special and is dying for one last night of good old American. And then Danny interrupts him and says, food, food. She was hungry, right? Yeah, so that's your first indication that this is a show that, like, it's for kids, but it's also, like, they're trying to make a show that will appeal to adults, too, with some jokes that'll go over kids' heads. Right, yeah, because that was right in the first few minutes, Uh and that's, you know. Yeah, so it's a little edgy. It's a little bit edgy. For ABC primetime in the 80s. That's right, but then they take the edge off there as uh, (laughs) uh, Jesse and... um, Stephanie play ballerina for a little bit and she gets him to dance around like a ballerina although he's Mm -hmm. not really he's not really feeling it he hasn't quite you know taken to this yet he's he doesn't he's like trying to just be cool and he's like "Eh, what what am I supposed to do yeah at first when she asks him to do it he's like reluctant to do it and um eventually cooperates and spins her around like a ballerina right Mm -hmm. yeah we also got then uh Joey shows up Mm -hmm. and he's very goofy he's got a big pile of laundry I think that he's carrying and Mm -hmm. he's like uh what are the odds that, that one day my uh, I move into a place with a washing machine, the one day I run out of clean laundry, and I think Danny's holding all the laundry there, uh-huh. and he realizes it's dirty and it's gross, and he drops yeah, it. And that's a fun yeah, visual and gag. Like, and like everybody steps back yeah. from it. Yeah. So this, this is a show that has a lot of good visual gags and slapstick, which is not necessarily my favorite type of comedy, but they do it well on this show. And then we get a transition, one of those little like, you know, get that... Was that that jazz music of the uh, 80s TV shows where it's like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and with probably a shot of the the painted ladies again or perhaps something like maybe that. Something perhaps else, some i don't other remember san francisco landmark <laughs> it's kind of like the room in that way <laughs> it is a little bit i don't think they do that many shots of san francisco throughout the episode though yeah like they do in the room but yeah. the room again if you're unfamiliar with the movie the room tommy was so is the room <laughs> pause this podcast right now and go watch and go it. watch it uh it's the uh ridiculous movie that um the disaster artist is uh-huh. the story of and um it's set in san francisco and they do a shot of full house that's one of the yeah, things when yeah. you're seeing the room uh which has kind of a rocky horror picture show kind of um they do showings like that uh-huh. where you're supposed to do things at different times um i don't remember what you do when you see the full house oh you think you sing the song i think yeah, you sing yeah. The song. they do the shot of full house like the painted ladies uh-huh. and it, it looks like the exact same shot it from really the opening does. sequence i think they might have just taken it right from full i wouldn't house be surprised cut it into their movie so uh but after that transition we see uh jesse getting moved into a room that's got bunnies all over the wall and this is stephanie's room because we find out one of the big stories in this episode here is that stephanie and dj the two um Mm -hmm. older daughters are Mm -hmm. gonna have to share a room now that jesse is moving in and joey yeah and we should say how old these kids are stephanie's probably like stephanie's four four. that's what they say in the uh commentary there DJ is like a preteen, right? Is she, like, I think she's younger than that. Is she? I think so. Nine, maybe? I don't know. You're the one who wanted to say their ages. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to say there's like kind of an age gap between right. the two of them where DJ feels like it's going to be very uncool. Well, DJ's got Stephanie. like posters of, I believe she's got new kids on the block on her wall. She might also have George Michael on the wall too, I think, which is... You know, he looks really cool in those not pictures. Not George Michael Bluth. No, not clarify. George Michael Bluth, as we <laughs> talked about on last week's episode. Uh, but uh, anyway, as he's getting moved in, you know, Jesse's not quite sure about this room with the uh, bunnies on the wall and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Danny's really excited that Jesse's moving in. He's very thankful of that. He's hugging him a lot and that sort of thing. Uh, but Candace Cameron, by the way, is 11 in that pilot. Okay, hey, there so. you go, preteen. Okay, All right. thank you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how old was Danny then when he had her? He would have been 29, like 18? Yeah. That seems it's off. questionable. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, because I, it seems like that'd be a big part of his whole story, that he had a kid before going to college. I'm assuming he went to college if he's like a television broadcaster. Yeah, and it's possible they filmed <laughs> this a little bit before the pilot actually aired, too. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Still, that, eh, Still, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I don't, I mean, they changed Jesse's name after the first season. So, That's true. His so, last name from Cochran yeah. to Katsopolis. So, yeah. you know, so hey, keeping well, things consistent wasn't necessarily It was, it was their the 80s. Priority. You could do whatever you wanted yeah. to. You could switch out characters, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, though, as they're moving Jesse into the, the room there and Danny's hugging him a lot and stuff, uh, Jesse says, Okay, Danny, listen, Pam was my big sister and I loved her very much and I love your kids and I'm happy to do what I can. And then, then Danny hugs Jesse again, and he goes, ah, you're hugging me again. Now listen, you and me, we'll sit down. We'll set aside a special time for hugging, but not mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so yeah. you can see all the hugging going on. And- yeah, Danny's a big hugger. That's a one of his key character traits Yes, the series, that and cleanliness. Cleanliness, yes. <laughs> and then um, the next scene we see DJ's room. One thing I noticed about DJ's room is that it's it's huge. She's got to share it with Stephanie, mm, but is. what was going on in that room beforehand? That room is ginormous. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> it fit into it. When you look at the exterior of the house, that oh, yeah. lady, it doesn't seem like 
it would even fit. I remember but people would used to say that like those houses go real far back. I remember I having that conversation long. when I was like a kid. Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this house, there's like two yeah. staircases in this house. Oh, by the way, I saw, I think um, Apartment Therapy, the website Apartment Therapy, which I follow on Instagram, posted um, the other day that the, the, full, the full house house, the actual house is for sale right now. So you could buy it, but the interiors are different. There's pictures what? online, yeah, because it was a soundstage. It was. They didn't yeah. shoot it really in that house. Yeah, uh. and but right now, so it's for sale. But it's the person selling it is, I think, one of the creators of Full House. Oh, really? Yeah, he currently owns it, but he's selling it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Why is he selling it? Keep it, man. I think maybe turn it into a museum. Possibly because Fuller House, which is the spinoff of Full House yeah. that is currently airing on Netflix, is about to go into its last season. So maybe he doesn't need it anymore. There you go. There you go. There you go. So hey, we were talking about DJ's room there. One thing they're doing in this room, DJ and Stephanie, they're going to be sharing a room. So they divide the room. DJ puts up like caution tape or something like that mm-hmm. through the middle of the room. Stephanie says, how am I supposed to get out of here then? You know, the doorway's mm-hmm. right there. And I think she says to like go out the window, go down the <laughs> tree. And Stephanie's like, I've got a better idea. And she climbs up this huge curtain, which the curtain is kind of ridiculous looking for this bedroom. It looks yeah. like a stage curtain. Yeah. <laughs> she climbs up it. And I don't know really what's happening because she almost looks like she's floating across it as yeah. she climbs well, across. She's like shimmying across like the bar, like holding on right, to like yeah. monkey bars kind of. And I don't know what her plan is for once she gets to the end of the bar. Because she's still got to get to the door she's without still on that touching, side of the room. touching the floor. But this is some really good um, physical comedy that these like child actors, specifically Jodie Sweetin, who's um, like four or five years old right. at the time, is doing. And it's pretty impressive. And then and then DJ, she pulls like the cord and then uh, Stephanie it's, ends up going, sends, sends her, her back, back to the other way. The room. And then... Danny walks in and he's like, Stephanie, what are you doing up there? And she goes, just hanging around. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny. It it's, is. It's, it, it's, a, it's a joke that lands well. She, You really have to give her credit because she's a little girl and it's like pretty funny. Yeah. She's doing a great job. Um, and then we find out that Danny is about to head out to work and he's going to be doing you know sports casting on TV. Mm-hmm. And Jesse and Joey are going to be taking care of the kids for the day so there's like a little bit of a commercial break sort of thing which we've got the hulu plan without commercials so there's no commercial (laughs) break i can't imagine watching commercials the only reason i think i said this before but the only reason i would get the commercial plan is if you showed me the actual commercials that aired when this aired i think that would be awesome that would be great i really wish that was a thing that would be so fun hulu make it happen i'll give you more money to watch old commercials yeah i would pay for that yeah yeah um but then after the commercial break, they're in Michelle's room. You've got Joey and you got Jesse and they're trying to, you know, make sure the baby's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey is talking in a little bit of a baby voice. That's his strategy to get the baby to be calm. Mm-hmm. And Joey does a lot of voices. He does like a Bullwinkle impression. He does Popeye impressions frequently. Yeah. Some voices He's- are better than others. Yeah. We heard in the the DVD commentary from the, the showrunner that um, a lot of those impressions were written into the script and so that they, they were thrilled when they found an actor who could actually do them convincingly because you yeah. kind of is you kind of when you're watching it you're like oh i guess this guy is just good at doing these impressions so they're doing them in the show but they were written in there and he did them so good for him i don't enjoy them but he is doing <laughs> a good job of the impressions yeah and, and his impressions um he eventually, he does Kermit the Frog and also mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman um, mm-hmm. as well. And um, Uncle Jesse's strategy for getting the baby to, to be quiet is to 
shout at it and say, <laughs> hey, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so in Jesse's a fun a way. Cool in a fun guy. way. He He's a very cool guy. And then they also, um, they think maybe she's got to be changed, which mm-hmm. they're very hesitant about doing. Yeah. Which it can be tricky. If you never changed a baby's diaper, we didn't know how to do it when we had a baby. We did not. Like no. at all. No. It's very easy to do, but we had no idea what we were doing. I think I knew like when I was a teenager and I was like, babysitting frequently but i haven't done that in a long time so when we actually had a baby it was like we did not want to leave the hospital until they showed us how to change (laughs) we were afraid but they um joey is like i'll I'll check and see kind of if it needs changed and he just like he reaches his hand just down into the the crib and Mm -hmm. like is looking away (laughs) and then he's like oh yep we need to be changed What's happening there? I guess it must be like very... It must just be wet. Squishy. Okay, I guess it could be squishy. Squishy, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. But Mm -hmm. is he feeling poop? I don't think so. But then I think they do hold it up and smell it and it seems like Yeah, that's true. Although they don't change a poopy diaper later. They no, just they, they don't, don't even change the diaper it looks hmm, dirty at all. Their whole diaper changing method is not good. It's questionable. It is questionable. And that's <laughs> what they do in the next part. So they like start they hold the baby up, they're both kind of holding her and they're walking down the stairs together with the baby mm-hmm. and um I feel like in this part, this whole scene, the chemistry between Dave Coulier and John Stamos, it really it shines and and you could tell like these two guys together on screen is fantastic yeah and this is like an extended shot right where they're walking from the baby's room down the stairs and into the kitchen it's like several minutes of like physical comedy with a six-month-old baby yeah yeah so it's impressive (laughs) it is yeah and uh you know and they go on later in the in the series they've got a lot of uh scenes together throughout Uh the series as they They have really good chemistry yeah as they pair up as um jingle writers uh, later Uh in the series so which i feel like that's not a spoiler or anything that's not a spoiler right i'm I'm not spoiling full house i don't think so nothing happens at the end of full house where you're just like wow it finally happened (laughs) or something like that (laughs) right the house is finally full <laughs> finally it's reached capacity the fire marshal has been called to <laughs> get people out of this house <laughs> oh man anyway so they yeah they take her they take um the baby into the kitchen where they're going to change her i don't know why they're changing her in the kitchen but that's where they take her to they mm-hmm. put her inside of a inside of a pot of some sort uh-huh. and um that's where they attempt to do the changing yeah and stephanie comes in and she kind of questions the placement of the baby in the pot she's like are you gonna cook the baby right another <laughs> good line by jody sweeten yeah and they're like no we're changing her like obviously that's what's going on. <laughs> right, yeah. And they eventually, you know, they, they get the diaper off. I think they use tongs. Yeah, I guess um, the pot is to catch any poop or pee. I think while, so. While That's where you want poop and pee, right? In your off. cookware. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure what was going through their minds, but I also know how difficult it is to take care of a baby and how We've you're only... just kind of scrambling to, oh, man. <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> uh, a poopy diaper in general, this is gross, I guess, but is not like that hard to change overall. But we've only had one instance where we've had to hold the baby out and far away from us. Yeah. And I think even carrying it up the stairs, yeah, sort of like how like, they did. What do, what do we do? Because you don't want to get poop everywhere. Right. Yeah. We, I think we ended up really going sure. straight to like the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got the diaper off and everything, but it was like, let's spray water at him and, and wipe uh-huh. it all off and it, all that. It was kind of like the scene. It honestly. was a little bit. We didn't bit. put him in a pot. We did not put him in a pot, but yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like his exer sauce or what had happened. Oh, yeah. It was, 
It was a mess, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, uh, they, their their method for getting a new diaper on, they, instead of a diaper, they just wrap with paper towels mm-hmm. and they kind of spin around. It's a little nice little visual gag there. And then Stephanie pulls out some diapers at the end and says, why didn't you just use these or something like that? So Yeah, and on the commentary, um, they were talking about how it was so difficult because the like child protection rules make it so that a baby can only be on screen for like one minute at a time before it <laughs> needs a break. So that's kind of why they have to do twins and why you see twins and as the children in so many different shows is so that they can alternate between the two of them and give the other one a break. Right. Um, so it was kind of tough filming this um, extended scene here. Yeah. So after this part, uh, there's a little bit of a transition and we see Joey and uh, Jesse. The house is a complete mess. They're there's mm-hmm. clothes everywhere. They've, uh, they, they've just, you know, it's been a rough day taking care of the kids. Yeah, and that doesn't sit well with Danny, who's like very. Um, it seems like he maybe has OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and that isn't played up so much in this episode, but be- goes on to become like a major character right. trait of of Danny. There's times where you come home. Well, I guess you don't come home anymore. Sometimes I come home, but there's times where you come home and the house is a complete mess. Sometimes I leave That's dishes true, just everywhere. You're, you're like usually very neat because i think you also have ocd probably eh, maybe hasn't been diagnosed, hasn't been but, diagnosed. Um, i'm gonna go ahead and diagnose it you have if you're it. not diagnosed with something <laughs> you don't have it yeah so normally you're like very neat and organized but if like one thing goes wrong it's like it all goes you're downhill. like whatever and you just kind of <laughs> give up and everything becomes like a huge disaster like a tornado swept through the house it happens one yeah. time you came home and the house was a complete mess the apartment back in the day uh-huh. and you were like what happened i was like i don't know i was just i was tired you know, it was a mess f- is that and, when you had the flu oh i was thinking about the time i rushed out to buy tank tops but <laughs> oh, that's right <laughs> and i thought something terrible had happened <laughs> I was like no i just needed to go get tank tops and i didn't have time to do all this other stuff i forgot about that yeah it's yeah a i need. thought something had gone horribly wrong and i think you were answering your phone too i thought i thought you had left in the middle of an emergency and the emergency was you really wanted to take it was summertime guys yeah sun's out guns out <laughs> no there was another time where yeah i was sick and everything was normal when you yeah, left and when you came home was it was a mess about. i had a scar on my forehead from uh <laughs> vomiting into a trash can violently. too violently <laughs> um uh-huh. so anyway anyways though the house is a mess the girl Vanessa that uh, Jesse saw the night before who was supposed to be leaving the country, she uh-huh. actually shows up at the door. The doorbell rings mm-hmm. um, and she's there. And Jesse says for the first time in the series, have mercy. Mm-hmm, which is one of his catchphrases. Yes. You know, she's there. She's got another night uh, that she's going to be here. She wants to see if she can stay there. Uh-huh. One thing, fun fact about Vanessa, it's played by the actress Christy Claridge. And she's the sister of Linda Hogan, Hulk Hogan's ex-wife. So, hey, Ooh. fun fact. Yeah. I tried to look her up on Instagram because I was going to follow her because she's a hottie. All this from the early 80s or uh-huh. the late 80s. Um, she still looked like a hottie, but she only had like 50 followers and her account was private. So, I, I did not request to follow her. I felt like that would have been weird. Probably would have been She's probably like weird. a grandma and she probably just used it to post to her grandkids or whatever. <laughs> Grandmas are people too, right? <laughs> Grandmas are people too. But yeah, but, they but she's not. They also want Instagram followers. They also want to be seen as hot. Probably. She only has like 50 followers. I didn't want to just be like, (laughs) we'll see. I'll follow her from the podcast account. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she'll listen to this. Maybe she will. Yeah. If you listen to this, what's your name? Christy Claridge. Christy Claridge. Give us a, give us a um, slide into our DMs. (laughs) (laughs) My DMs. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, um, we do find out uh, what has happened now in this episode is that DJ is missing. 
And that's, oh, yeah. that's an issue. Danny says, you lost my daughter. I went to work for seven hours and you lost 33% of my children. <laughs> Joey, call the police. Jesse, start driving around our neighborhood. I'm going to call up DJ's friends. And then Stephanie says, and I'll go get DJ. Another classic great <laughs> delivery from Stephanie there. She's so good. She really is. She's so good. <laughs> we find out that DJ has moved to the garage mm-hmm. as kids do. And Jesse and Joey and Danny go into the garage. They try to convince her to come back in. They have a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. There's a few times where they reference Bill Cosby in there too. <laughs> I was going to say, I see it on your notes for this episode. There's just a bullet point that says Cosby. <laughs> well, I think uh, either, I think Jesse might say, either Jesse or Joey say, uh, good job there. You've been uh, reading reading Cosby's book. Yeah, like what would Cosby do or something like that? Yeah, I think Jesse says you've been reading Cosby's book and then uh, Joey does like a Cosby impression as he's talking yeah. to her too. So this was a time period in which uh, Bill Cosby was an author an authority figure on uh, family values. Yeah. <laughs> not so much not anymore. So much. This was a that time too. That part of the show does not hold up. No, it does not. One thing that uh, is mentioned in the commentary too is that after I think the second season or so, um, I guess there's something called a, a, I think he called it a Q score, Jeff Franklin, the creator. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. um, and it rates the popularity of television characters. Uh-huh. And or television stars. Television stars. Yeah. And Bill Cosby was, I guess, the number one most popular television star um, into like, you know, I guess it would have been like 1989 or something mm-hmm. like that. And the second most popular television star or stars, I guess, were Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah, even though they were tiny, tiny children. Tiny, yeah. tiny children. Yeah. I mean, they were still, they were two years old. Uh-huh. You know, they were not like, they were barely talking or anything like right. that in the show. Yeah. So that's um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're trying to get DJ to move out of the garage and um, Danny tells uh danny tells because uh, the baby's crying stephanie comes down mm-hmm. and says the baby's crying and danny says uh, okay honey i'll be right up joey would you mind warming up the baby's bottle and joey says well not at all although with this particular baby it might be simpler just to pour the formula directly into the diaper <laughs> uh i thought that was a fun little line there mm-hmm. too and yeah i feel like uh they should have had that uh, joey character do more actual jokes and less impressions but you know yeah whatever yeah because he does a good job of delivering the jokes i it's, think so yeah you know he the still does comedy not great. uh by the way he does Oh, yeah, he was in town here in uh, in, in uh, Ohio. Yeah, uh, just yeah. recently. So we, uh, we did not him, go though. see him. I don't know if he's any Probably good. Probably because we were taking care of our baby. Probably because we were taking care of our baby. <laughs> we should have had him come take care of it. Yeah. You know, you, you could <laughs> roll it up in a paper towel or whatever. Um, anyway, Jesse attempts to fix the situation. The way he fixes it is through paying uh, DJ. So mm-hmm, Because he, Danny has gone up to take care of the baby. Right. And so he uh, negotiates uh, with her and... Um, Gives her about twenty, twenty one dollars, something like mm-hmm. that. So she agrees to move back into the house. And when Jesse goes back up, uh, he's very excited to see Vanessa, and um, she's not there anymore. I think uh, Stephanie says she's history or something she's like that. History is kind of how she phrases it. It's great, and she's left because Danny um, suggested to her that maybe it wasn't great that she stay there with the the three little girls in the house right yeah although it's a very big house it uh, is a big house let let him let him let you know, him let him live himself. yeah yeah maybe they could have got a hotel room or something like that too maybe or where does where does vanessa live yeah maybe they could go there well she's just like a showgirl in reno they- and they're not in reno they're in san francisco okay so yeah um but uh, I don't know why she's in San Francisco. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, but she's history. Yes. So moving on. <laughs> um, moving on. And so now we're kind of uh, to the, I guess, the emotional 
climax of the episode here. Uh-huh, because, which most episodes of Full House have. Right. And um, DJ, you know, once, I guess, Jesse gets his money back from her or whatever, mm-hmm. she says that she, you know, is going back to the garage. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because she's sad that she's she doesn't have her own room anymore. Um, and everything's changing. You know, she lost her mom. Now she's lost her own room right yeah and so they go they go into the kitchen he brings stephanie and dj in there and and this is really it it doesn't because it doesn't come up throughout the episode it's only so if you didn't know i guess the premise of the show there's just like a brief moment where they mention pamela dying in Mm -hmm. the beginning Mm -hmm. and like Jesse and Joey moving in is all a result of pam dying Mm -hmm. but it's not really at the forefront of your mind, I guess, in the episode. Like, if you were yeah. just watching the episode, it's sort of, and they mentioned this a little bit in the commentary, it's sort of a three men and a baby kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like it's about. It doesn't feel like it's about a guy who just lost his wife. Right. Because he's not, he doesn't look sad throughout the episode at all. No, but he... I mean, time has passed, you know. He's yeah, struggling. Yeah, like six months? Yeah. Three, but mo- it's, three I, months? Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but... It's a matter of months. It's right. happened within the last year. But I feel sure. like if this were like a show today that would be a central part of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it would just be this is about a man who has just lost everything and who does he look to but so it really it's been mentioned but not discussed too much so when we get to this part at the end it's like oh what are they talking oh wait a second oh yeah and and so he says to dj how would mom have handled this Mm -hmm. and and that's just like and she says something about how she would have you know stopped her before she even moved to the garage but it's kind of it's such a sad because he's trying everything to get dj to cooperate and uh-huh. you know and not move out and and you know behave and that sort of thing yeah. but and how this, would mom have handled this that's a heart-wrenching line yeah and this is where i think bob zagat like really shines like because he is he is a comedian and he does such a good job um bringing the comedy to the show but he also makes these like heartfelt moments and these moments where he's um, you know, sad, reflecting on um, his dead wife. He really makes you believe it. There's like something in his eyes and in his voice and it, you really feel for him and feel for this family. I think so while too. While still um, seeing him as like a funny guy. Which is wild too because we were talking about how he's only 29 years old. Like uh-huh. I don't, I can't picture a 29 year old delivering these lines right. in, so with such emotion and everything. Right. Because it just, when I picture, he's a dad, so he's in at least his mid forties. <laughs> but um, yeah, but he's bringing a lot to this character. He really and, is, um, it, and that particularly stands out because there's another version of this pilot <laughs> with another actor, and you don't, you don't get the same impact. Yeah. From him. Just to finish off this this part here, after uh, you mentioned before, DJ says, um, "Here's the quote." She says, "It's just not fair. First, I lose my mom." Then grandma leaves. Now I even lose my own room. Everything keeps disappearing. And then Danny hits us with this emotional line. And I feel I got a little choked up when I was mm-hmm. watching this. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to oh. make it. <laughs> he says, and, and I mean, I don't think I'd ever really been choked up by it before, but I was like really watching it closely. And um, but he says, I know exactly how you feel. And I know how much you mi- girls miss your mother because I miss her, too, very much but you still got me. And that part where he says, cause I miss her too. It's just like, mm-hmm. Oh man. Cause he's, hasn't been showing it, you know? Yeah. And you can and like, see how him. How hard would this be? Like losing your spouse and trying to take care of these three kids. One of whom is a little baby. That's it. It would be terrible. It'd be really rough. Yeah. That's uh and you could even see the, you know, 
Bob Saget in the delivery shaking a little bit there when he's saying that. Yeah. It's just really good. He does a great job. And then to tie it in with kind of the whole theme of the show and of the episode and everything, he continues and he says, you got Michelle and you have your Uncle Jesse and Joey. DJ, we're still a family and now is when we really need to stick together. DJ, you and I, we go back a long time, 10 years. Hey, that's how old she is. 10, there we go. (laughs) Um, The 10 (laughs) happiest years of my life. So look, it's up to you. Either you move back inside or all five of us are moving into the garage, but nothing is going to break up this team. Yeah. So I I think like society talks about Full House as like being like maybe an overly saturated kind of show because of the the sort of heartfelt moments in all the episodes like this, but which is true, but it really does a good job. The The writing is good. The acting is good. And um, you feel for these characters. I think so too. And you know, when you do put it in the context of this is a man who lost his wife and is raising three kids, it's, you know, it's easy. I feel like when I was a kid and I watched this show, mm-hmm. it's like easy to watch something where there's, people who have had someone pass away mm-hmm. and it's like okay that's in a tv show like every disney yeah, movie like oh the like parent a, dies and it's, it's like, like oh a that's foreign concept to you when yeah. you haven't really lost anyone at that point yet. and then when you're like an adult it's like oh yeah like people could die and if they die like that's gonna suck real it bad. changes everything <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's just gonna life. yeah that's that's crazy yeah oh man because you well you've had some health issues you had cancer I, which i did was i had not, I had a treatable form of cancer. It right. was never, the doctors never thought that I was going to die or anything. But still, when you hear that you have cancer, it's hard for your mind not to go there. Yeah. yeah. So it was scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine, but it was a scary moment for Definitely. us. Definitely. So uh-huh. those kind of things, you could see how real these are real things yeah. that people have dealt with. Yeah. So um, anyway, just to liven it up a little bit, at the end of the episode, <laughs> uh, everybody goes back into the living room. And for some reason, they sing the Flintstones theme song. They're trying to, they're trying to cheer up Michelle. <laughs> oh, that's like, right. Um, yeah. Get her to go to sleep or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why the Flintstones theme. I guess it might have been more of the, uh, uh, more a part of the zeitgeist back then. Mm-hmm. I uh, think so. I remember like it would always be on TV. Like when I would come home from school, the Flintstones was off and on. Flintstones or Jetsons. Yeah. Those were on, on a lot back in the day. Yeah. I so, like the Flintstones. I used yeah. to watch it all the time. Yeah. It was always on it's, Cartoon Network, sometimes on TBS maybe. It is a know. good show. It's great but, show yeah and that's kind of how it ends they're all singing the flintstones theme and that's and that's it mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode yeah what do we think of that pilot i think it's a great pilot i think it is too I, one yeah. thing i like about it too is that you know like we mentioned before pilots sometimes you know they set things up for later on or they talk about you know whatever kind of event happened to cause everything in this episode to happen in this show and this one doesn't focus as much on that death i think and mm-hmm. it focuses more on kind of where they're going with these three different male personalities there and then the the three daughters there mm-hmm. and I, I think it really sets things up in a in a very cool way um you know this show feels just very much i don't know it's just a it's just a perfect family show it is everybody is like pulling their weight comedically i would say and also everybody has really great chemistry together it's a, just a great ensemble show i think so should we talk so let's talk a little bit about that that original version of the pilot so yeah. like we said before um there's a whole different version of the it's the exact same episode Uh but bob saget is now replaced with not replaced but you know uh it came first uh with uh his character danny tanner is played by another guy yeah and the other guy his name is john posey Mm -hmm. um you might recognize him from some things but you most likely i guess would not he's 
was on the show Teen Wolf on MTV just a little bit. He had kind of yeah. a smaller role, I believe. I never watched and his, it. His son. His son is the, the Teen actor's Wolf. Son is the star of Teen Wolf. Yes, Tyler Posey. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But uh, and just a side note about that too. Um, there's an interview from Yahoo TV from 2014 where uh, John Posey was interviewed and he said, um, my younger son, this is other son, uh, Jesse, um, used to watch Full House all the time when he was a kid. I didn't have the heart to tell him then. Uh, <laughs> one day I did, and he was probably, I don't know, six or seven. I said, you know, I was the original dad in that show. <laughs> and he didn't believe me, so I showed him the video and he said, Dad, that's one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen. The six-year-old said that? The six-year-old said that. <laughs> and I believe that rings true. Yeah, because it is disturbing. <laughs> it is disturbing to see another person playing the dad. And it's just, I mean, no offense to this actor. You know, he's fine. There's nothing like bad about him. But it's just like, it doesn't have that spark. It really doesn't. Yeah. It, yeah. I do think, he, yeah, he does. He does fine. Yeah. Um. One th- So there's a few things about him. One, he's shorter than uh, Bob Saget. He's shorter, uh-huh. I believe, than uh, the other two actors, yeah, too. Yeah, which makes John Bob Stamos Saget and more Coulier. of like a commanding presence right yeah yeah. and i think him being he's almost stocky too i almost think he looks like he's stocky and kind of athletic looking in a way Uh um like a jock which him being a sports reporter that looks like a jock is a lot different than Uh danny tanner being a dork uh that looks like uh that is a sports reporter you know what i mean and uh and he just he kind of has he kind of has sort of like 80s hair too um and they're just (laughs) he doesn't play the character with as much like dimension to him as bob saget is bringing so when you watch the version of the pilot the original version that has this other actor and then you watch bob saget it's like there's this spark of electricity um with the bob bob saget in the role that you didn't get the first time around right yeah and also i've got another quote here too from uh john posey from the same interview because the comedic kind of just to set up the quote, the the comedy of Full House is a lot different than I guess a lot of other shows in that mm-hmm. it's this family, nice family comedy. Mm-hmm. And he says um, about his performance in the pilot, he says, I just couldn't tell because it was so, when I did Seinfeld and news radio and those kinds of comedies, that was much more sarcastic, cynical, more adult themed humor. Mm-hmm. And I was never sure in Full House in the two or three weeks I worked on the show, whether I was on or not. Nobody said there were problems. It seemed like everything was fine. We shot it. I learned as much as I could in a short period of time. And next thing you know, hey, you're no longer employed. (laughs) So, um, you know, to him, it kind of came out of nowhere because he was, you know, they bought the series with him as the star. But I think that idea that... there's nothing wrong with this guy. No, there's nothing wrong with it. He's okay. But I think that idea that he wasn't sure if he was on or not because it's, you know, it's... It is a lot different than a show like Seinfeld yeah. where the jokes are, you know, the jokes. We know what the jokes are. You know? Right. But and that, that kind of highlights the comedic challenges that you face when you're doing like a, a family-friendly comedy and uh, is kind of a testament to how how impressive of, a, of an actor Bob Saget is because he's also, he's a comedian who's kind of known other than being known for Full House and for America's Funniest Videos, which he was doing in at the same time he's known as being kind of like a a blue comic um, right kind of raunchy yeah yeah, like um the aristocrats comes to mind that movie he did where it's all about like a very filthy joke is he in that yeah okay Uh cool yeah yeah um but yeah he he often does very filthy comedy right and yet he's able to do full house and do it so well and with so much depth to the character so i guess that was 
a pretty difficult feat and um he nails it yeah and um you know i just want to talk about some of the other actors in here too because we didn't get a chance um Mm -hmm. and i don't have their names in front of me because i'm kind of at the end of my notes but um you know we've got in this series not in the pilot but you've got the character steve Mm -hmm. who does the voice of aladdin which is cool and um sure and uh you know that aladdin reboot just came out this weekend um the new aladdin movie where he's not in that wouldn't that be cool if he was in that though probably would be be some issues sort of like a jake gyllenhaal when he was in that persian movie a few years ago Uh, (laughs) (laughs) did not hold up (laughs) i don't i don't think it was fine at the time either uh scott weinger yeah his name he he does a lot of those voiceover things for disney Mm -hmm. types of things he looks a little bit like aladdin though too i'm looking at that google image next to him um did they model it after him? I think they probably did. They often model their characters off of uh, of actors and sometimes okay. the actors who are doing the voices. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we've got him and then uh, we've got uh, Lori Laughlin, uh, who comes mm-hmm. in later in the series. Yeah. Oh, I man. think she might be in the second episode. I don't know. Or maybe it takes longer for oh, her to I think up. she comes a little bit later because okay. it's when he gets good day. Good morning, San Francisco. Whatever that show is, uh, wake up, San wake Francisco? up, San Francisco. There uh-huh. you go. When and, when Danny um, gets that show, Lori Laughlin, co-host, of course, recently in the news for all of her uh, college scandal issues. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, what, the she's, last I heard, the last Uncle update, Jesse's love interest, right? And eventually his wife. Spoiler yeah. alert! But oh I don't gosh. think that's really a spoiler for anyone. Also, they have kids um, in the episode or in the series, and those kids are twins. And mm-hmm. I feel like I thought when I was a kid that. I was like, okay, so Mary Kate and Ashley is one person, <laughs> but because they're little babies, they have to Did have you two. Think it was four people. I was like, it has to be four. How do they get around that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's no way you can do that. That is tricky. I mean, they're I'm, less. I'm they're not, not sure. featured as much, so yeah. I guess that must be it. But there's got to be four there, right? Yeah. Eh, Probably. Must be. <laughs> no, but um. Lori Laughlin. Last I checked, she had been pleading not guilty in that whole admission scandal. I think so. And the other people, Felicity Huffman, I believe she pleaded guilty and is going to serve just like a short amount of time. And she's going to be out by the time that Lori, before like Lori Laughlin will still be awaiting trial by the time Felicity Huffman is is out. Lori mm-hmm. Laughlin, just just plead guilty. I'm sure you did this. <laughs> yeah. <let's- laughs> move on with your life yeah yeah and that's kind of it's sad because the entire cast of full house minus the olsen twins has been reprising their characters on fuller house fuller house which has how many seasons is that going into the fifth season i believe and i think it'll be the final season right as we mentioned final season is um shooting right now i i think but without Lori Laughlin because right. of the scandal. How are they going to get rid of her? I don't know. I'm really hoping they don't kill her off. Oh, I'm hoping they find off. a more creative way around that. Here's I, my plan. Kill okay. her off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then because of that, Jesse has to, uh, he's living all alone. Yeah. So Danny and Joey have to move <laughs> in with him. Have to move in with him. Yes. I think. That's the finale. Yeah. <laughs> that, may, that would make sense because I haven't been watching Fuller House, but I have seen a little bit of it. And I think that... Um, in it, Jesse and Becky have adopt recently adopted mm. a child. So he probably is raising a child. I might be wrong about that, but I think that that's where the show goes. All right. Yeah. All right. So I hope they don't kill her off. I hope they find another way to uh, resolve this issue on the show. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> let's play a game, Gia. Okay. Hey, sometimes we like to play games here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So Gia, in this game... 
you're going to have to name that movie. Now, you okay. may know the Olsen twins from Full House, mm-hmm. but once they got that start on Full House, those people became the youngest self-made millionaires in you know, in, in history, uh, according to the mm-hmm. DVD commentary. And part of the way they got that was through their uh, movies. Okay. So yes. Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen, stars of several movies and, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, I've seen Straight some of to them. Straight to video, some in theaters. You've seen some of them? Mm-hmm. Well, how good? How big of an expert are you, do you think? Mediocre expert. <laughs> Excellent. That's the yep. best kind of ochre expert. <laughs> um, all right, Gia, what I'm going to do, I have looked up the plots to okay. five different uh, movies starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay. Um, so there's there's five. We'll see mm-hmm. how many you get correct out of five. Okay. Each of them, I'm going to give you multiple choice responses mm-hmm. of potential titles for those movies. You have mm-hmm. to guess which one is the actual title of the movie. Okay. All right. All right. So Gia, here we go. Name that movie, okay. the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen edition. Here we go. Number one. Twins Susie and Jessica visit their mom's godmother, Natty's Dude Ranch, in the Wild West. The ranch has too few paying visitors, and Natty may have to sell the ranch to evil developer Bart, unless somebody can help her. Can I say how the West was fun? I believe before this, I said, allow me to read (laughs) all the choices. All right, fine, go. A, the good, the bad, and the adorable. (laughs) B, how the West was fun. <laughs> or C, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Michelle Tanner. <laughs> B, how the West was fun. B, how the West was fun is correct. Yay! Excellent. You're one for one. Okay. All right, number two. Two sisters print a personals ad on a billboard to find a match for their newly single father. <sighs> A. That is spoiler, just straight in the description. Well, well, All right, no. go on. A. Go on. Billboard dad. Mm-hmm. B. Dadvertisement. <laughs> or C. Craigslist. The early days. <laughs> A. Billboard dad. A. Billboard dad is correct. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Next one. Follow Mary Kate Nashley halfway around the world in this Aussie adventure, jam-packed with nonstop action, laughs, super spies, and surfer guys. The extraordinary escapade begins when the girls eyewitness a crime and are forced to go undercover in the FBI Witness Protection Program. Unfortunately, not even the FBI can save the girls from their own blabbermouths as they blow their cover in town after town until there's only one hiding place left. Can I just Australia. say it should be called Down Undercover? Oh, that's good. That would be good, but I don't think that's the answer. I don't think that is. <laughs> All right, here's your choices. A, kangaroo kids. B, our lips are sealed. Or C, original sins and aboriginal Olsons. <laughs> I think it's um, whatever the second one was. Our I lips forget. are sealed. Our lips are sealed. <laughs> Excellent. I remember when that came out because that would be in the commercials. They would play that song. Yeah, I remember that being a movie, but I did not know what it was about. There you go. Now yeah. you know, that one actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, all right, number four. You're three for three right now. Ooh. So good work. Thank you. Uh, number four. Two football-playing sisters. Well, you know what? I feel like this isn't the right country's description. They believe they play soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember ever seeing any like promo shots of the Olsen twins and like the shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> All right. Two soccer-playing sisters <laughs> scheme to trade teams by secretly swapping places. 
However, as the plan unfolds, chaos unfolds on and off the pitch. Is it A, switching goals, B, sock her, or C, bend it like Breckenmeyer? A, whatever A was. Switching goals. <laughs> Breckenmeyer's not in that movie, but. Could be. <laughs> All right, you're four for four. Here's the last one, Gia. <laughs> Taylor and Kylie Hunter are celebrating their 16th birthday, and now they are licensed to drive. They plan to go to Salt Lake City, Utah with their friends for the 2002 Winter Olympics. Oh, that's an odd choice. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> when they stop at a local restaurant on their way, they notice that their car is stolen, and their adventure becomes a misadventure when they board the wrong plane to San Diego. They make it to Salt Lake City, but they don't make it to the Olympics. Now they decide to create their own fun to celebrate their 16th birthday. <laughs> Okay. All right. Is it A, gold medal girls, B, getting there, or C, Utah got it, dude? Uh, I don't know this one. Uh -oh. B, getting there? B, getting there. Excellent. You're five for five. You get them all right. I, isn't there a Justin Long movie called Getting There? I don't know. What, what am I thinking of? I have no Just idea. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore, maybe? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think that's called Getting There, but oh. I don't know. We watched that movie. It was oh. fine. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Gia, yes. would you like to know your prize? Yes. Your prize is that next week we're going to be covering Parenthood. I am excited about that because that's a really good show. It's one of my favorites. You love Parenthood. Yeah, and you have watched a little bit of it, I've right? seen. I've seen some of it. Yeah. I've seen most of it kind of in the background yeah, while I've you're been, watching it. I've been lobbying for Parenthood for a while. And now we get it. So last mm -hmm. week we talked about Arrested Development, which is sort of a uh, dysfunctional kind of family. Yep. This week we talked about Full House, which was sort of a uh, functional very functional family. kind of family. Uh -huh. And then next week we'll be talking about Parenthood, a like uh, probably a realistic kind of family, I guess, with yeah. all of its uh, you know good things and bad things, I guess. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So Parenthood is streaming on both Netflix and Hulu. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so You've got to make a choice. <laughs> got to make a choice. You can watch on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. And uh, so check that out before you check us out next week. Um, or don't. You can just not watch Parenthood and listen to the podcast, too, and then decide if you want to watch Parenthood. You do sure. whatever you want to. You um, do you. You do you. <laughs> um, so, hey, if you guys could uh, check us out on Facebook at You, Me, and TV, on Twitter at You, Me, and TV Pod, and on Instagram at You, Me, and TV Podcast, and please, please subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Thanks for the reviews that we've gotten. Thanks so much. Um, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, I, f I think my friend Adam probably reviewed us. Oh, yeah. It said Cubs shout fan. I'm assuming Adam. that's him. Yeah, mm -hmm. shout out to Adam. Yeah, um, So that's awesome. Um, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, bye. Bye.